In life, sometimes things start like this. You're angry. No, no, I don't get angry. Well, you're upset. <laughs> I don't get upset. But they end up like this. Relax, Leo. I'm relaxed. Take a vacation. Come on, vacation. This episode is about how we all have to take the What About Bob test and how not to fail it. You is a very fluid concept right now. It's culture and film and art. It's music and interesting books. It's conversations and eavesdroppings. It's the impact of friends and complete strangers. The stuff that gets into the cracks of your life and makes you who you are. It's an attention collection. You already have one. The question is, how are you using it? Legend has it there was a stone at the entrance to Apollo's temple in ancient Greece. And on this stone, two words. Know thyself. Is the legend true? I don't know. The better question, is it possible to know thyself? We've been exploring this question as humans for thousands of years, through introspection and self-examination, through religion and mindfulness and therapy. But I tend to think it's not possible to know thyself, at least not fully, to bump into the borders and edges of who we are. But I do believe it's possible to uncover more and more of yourself in the course of everyday life. And I think one of the best ways to do this is through connection to other people. I think of the way C.S. Lewis describes the connection of friendship in his book, The Four Loves. He says, let's say you have three friends. We'll call them A, B, and C. If A dies, which, dark turn, then B loses not only A, but A's part in C. He explains what he means. He says, In each of my friends, there is something that only some other friend can fully bring out. By myself, I am not large enough to call the whole man into activity. In other words, when I spend focused time with my wife, or one of my children, or a family member, a best friend, one-on-one -on -one time, which is the closest connection in the world, because these are people I care deeply about. Even if I give them my full, undivided attention, I will still be unable to experience them in their fullness. And why is that? Because I'm only experiencing the part of them that I draw out of them. Now, if we added another person into the mix, someone else that they cared about, they would change right in front of me because that person would draw out another part that I don't have access to, another part that we don't connect on. I'll take it further. A while back, my wife threw a surprise birthday party. I had no idea it was coming, and she brought together this group of my friends who don't have much experience around each other. And a few days after, one of my close friends, somebody who knows me very well, mentioned he'd never seen me laugh that way before. And at first, I was confused. I was trying to like go back in time and revisit the night. And then I remembered who was there, and it made perfect sense. My friend Larry was there, sitting right next to me. 
And there isn't a person on the planet who makes me laugh like him. And you can probably relate to this, right? You get around certain people and they bring out that other side of you, that element of mischief, that twinkle in your eye. You tend to get in trouble with that group or you have more fun with that group. And it's not because you're being fake or putting on a show. They're pulling something out of you just by their presence. Because people bring out different elements of you, elements you might not even know you possess until they arise. Getting around others is one of the best ways to figure out what you have kicking around inside. That's a wonderful thing. It's also a little scary because we might be surprised by what we find. So this brings us to the What About Bob test, but first a little context. If you haven't seen the film, What About Bob is a comedy from the early 90s about an esteemed psychiatrist and the patient who follows him and his family on vacation. Bob is the stalkery patient, played by Bill Murray, and when he meets with his new psychiatrist, Dr. Leo Marvin, played by Richard Dreyfus, his introduction is direct. He keeps it real. The simplest way to put it, I have problems. He goes on to describe OCD, panic disorder with agoraphobia, hypochondria, multiple other phobias, and a list of other struggles. And let me just say this, a bit of warning in case you haven't seen it or in case you consider revisiting. I'm not sure it's aged too well as far as the way it handles mental illness. So for that reason, this isn't an endorsement of the film in that respect. But I do think it hilariously captures, in an exaggerated sense, of course, the struggle that we all have from time to time. At the beginning of the film, Dr. Marvin is confident, bordering on arrogant, and he has this calm professionalism about him. But before the end of the film, he's belligerent. He's homicidal. Here's a guy who literally wrote the guidebook on living life one step at a time. He tells Bob in their first meeting that the best psychiatrist in the world is the one living inside of you. And my job is to bring it out. Sounds like a guy who has it together. The guy you'd want to learn from. He has a beautiful family, he's written a groundbreaking book, and he's getting ready to enjoy summer vacation when a guy named Bob throws a grenade into his life. And he does it with a smile on his face, in true Bill Murray fashion. And as the film progresses, we start to see the cracks in Dr. Leo begin to widen. All of a sudden, we see his nervousness, we see insecurity. We see him losing his grip on reality, and he unravels to the surprise of everyone around him, and that's key. No one else saw it coming, and the worst part, everyone else loves his tormentor. Sure, Bob's a bit neurotic, but he's a really sweet guy, and that only makes Dr. Marvin crazier. So what happened? Did Bob expose this doctor as a fraud? Had he been selling snake oil his whole career as a psychiatrist and then somebody came along and exposed him? No. In fact, 
At one point in the film, Dr. Marvin's wife asks him, What's gotten into you? She didn't even recognize her husband. But the truth is, nothing got into him. Something hidden and unexpected came out of him. Just like my friend Larry brings out a side of humor that others might not have access to, Bob drew out darker aspects of Leo that he probably didn't even recognize in himself. Turns out he wasn't as calm and rational and confident as he believed himself to be. Those elements were there. They didn't disappear, they weren't a front, but they weren't alone. He learned right along with his family that he didn't even know himself as well as he thought he did. So this is what I'm calling the what about Bob test. And we all take it at various points in our lives over and over again. Some people, strangers, friends, co-workers, they bring things to the surface that we don't enjoy. And while it's happening, it feels completely external. This person does this thing and it causes me to respond this way. And in some cases that might be true. But often, these people aren't actually causing problems as much as they're exposing them. We've met a long list of jerks in our lives. There's no denying that. There's difficult people, obnoxious people, arrogant people. That might be true. But what does that have to do with us? What does that have to do with you? How does their behavior dictate or determine my own behavior? Something in them is drawing out something that already exists within me. Perhaps in a way that no one else can and that's why it's confusing. But what if that's actually helpful? I hope it goes without saying that we should spend as much time as possible around people who bring out the best in us. If they make you feel more creative or inspired or focused or positive, keep them in your circle. Fight to keep them. Guard that relationship because it's a gift. But what do we do about the bobs? The ones who bring out the crazy or the anxious and uncomfortable? I don't think the answer is to get around them more. That's not where this is going. But maybe we shouldn't avoid them as much either. Perhaps their presence is also kind of a gift. Because it reveals parts of ourselves that are otherwise hidden. And just because something is hidden doesn't mean it isn't running our lives on some level. It's like software running in the background. And if we don't know it's there, we can't do anything about it. We can't address it. Now, I hope you understand I'm not suggesting we put ourselves in harm's way or strap ourselves to toxic people. On the contrary, some people gotta go. It's just the truth. But what if we reframe the way we look at challenging people in general? No one else sees why they drive you crazy, and that sucks. But it gives you an opportunity to know thyself just a little bit more one uncomfortable exchange at a time. The late Wayne Dyer used to stand up in front of big audiences and ask them a ridiculous question. He would say, if you squeeze an orange, what would you expect to come out? It's silly, right? There's an obvious answer, orange juice. But you can probably see where he was going. Only that which is in the orange can ever come out 
of the orange. Well, the same is true for us. If when we are squeezed by the people around us, frustration or bitterness or anxiety or codependency, if insecurity drips out, we can't necessarily blame other people. It came from us. And as uncomfortable as that is, it can also be a helpful insight. It means I still have things to work through. I'm still susceptible to resentment. I haven't yet overcome those insecurities. Now, I don't have to judge them. In fact, to do so would only make matters worse. What I can do is see it as a test and consider it an education, a successful discovery, an opportunity to grow. And those moments might even be more valuable than the enjoyable ones. It makes me think of the wise words of Anthony DeMello in his book, Awareness. He writes, Pleasant experiences make life delightful, but they don't lead to growth in themselves. What leads to growth is painful experiences. Suffering points up an area in you where you have not yet grown, where you need to grow and be transformed and change. The What About Bob test which usually shows up more like a pop quiz, can work the same way. Hopefully it doesn't result in strapping someone with explosives and leaving them in the forest like in the movie, but either way, it's an illuminating experience. 